0: Welcome to PeerPod, where you are the peer and we are the pod. Here at the PeerPod studios, we've extracted the sweet, sweet juice from our freshly squeezed student experience, and we have bottled it for a reasonable price, free and fresh for the download. We are dripping with knowledge, and we really can't wait to share with you our words of motivation, experience, and of course, our stories. Hello, and welcome back to the PeerPod podcast, the podcast where you are the peers, and we here are your pod. I'm your host, Life Coach Layla, and in today's episode, we are joined by the insightful Ayat and meaningful Melly which is actually perfect considering this episode is about Mm. self-discovery. We are not in our usual habitat of the ThinkSpace studio, but like you, we are working from home. Today, we are delving into self-discovery in these times of self-isolation, where we are finding ourselves not in our usual states and perhaps more in our minds. It is a unique journey, one that has shaken up our lives and even our peace. So let's talk about what this experience is and what we are learning about ourselves. Welcome to the episode, guys. Hello. Hello, thanks for welcoming us. (laughs) What has self-isolation taught you about yourself? I know that's a heavy question to start off with, but... What are we learning?
1: I would say that one thing that it has taught me is I've always been a homebody. Like, I love staying home. And honestly, I didn't think I would miss anything when self-isolation started. And, I mean, it was great for two weeks. You know, no school, no gym. It was a nice break from real life. However, I started to realize after two weeks that staying home isn't as fun when you're forced to stay home. I realized that I actually like being busy and having a schedule. It kind of makes weekends more fun because you feel like you've actually earned it. And that's probably one of the biggest things I've learned is I don't mind leaving the house and staying busy all the time. Maybe I'm not as much of a homebody
0: as I thought I was. I feel exactly the same as well, because I consider myself someone who really draws a lot of their energy from alone time, not, mm. not always out and about. So I thought, this is going to be easy. I'll, you know, I've, like doing you know certain hobbies at home as well so I'm like this you know it's me time it's going to be self-care but I actually found yeah like you it, you do have these moments where you just I don't know I think you feel lonely you miss that human connection yeah and you every kind day, of day kind of feel the same. what day of the week it is and you don't even realize oh it's the weekend now <laughs> no like you I thought that I would I would be sweet with this but it definitely has taken a toll on my mental health um
2: well to provide to give like an alternative kind of view I guess you guys might be a little more on the introvert side. I think I was generally more on the extrovert side. And because I, like before quarantine, I used to go out a lot, mainly because I live alone and I don't have roommates. So I used to go out like with my friends all the time, kind of just to avoid that um, being alone at home. Mm -hmm. And I would pretty much only come home to like sleep. I would even do all my studying at the library. So quarantine was definitely a big change. At first it was quite lonely, but after a while I started adapting and actually now it doesn't feel lonely at all you know, after like a few weeks of getting in, getting used to it and finding other ways to talk to my friends and not feel alone at home.
0: That's so funny that you say that. You must be quite resilient because for someone who is an extrovert to adapt to this situation in isolation and then to have two introverts being like um yeah it's a bit lonely inside <laughs> um, let's go outside it's pretty interesting uh, I think maybe there's something to be said for how you expect to be in this situation you put a lot of pressure on that and then maybe the opposite happens yeah, yeah
2: I do find like um people have been putting a lot of pressure on themselves to be really productive and people feel really bad for um having those di- having those days or even weeks where you're just not doing work or not doing as much work I think generally I'm not a huge stressor. So I've been trying to... A lot of my friends will call me and they'll be like, I did nothing today. I feel so sad. And I'm just like, dude, that's okay. It's okay not to do anything. It's okay to just take a day or even a week off and not do anything. Like
0: I've heard people actually talk about this experience in terms of grieving because there's a lot of things that people are missing out of, a lot of like even life journey milestones and things like that, that people don't get to dissipate in. I mean, even just missing out on normal life, the uncertainty, I think doesn't really put you in the greatest frame of mind to be, you know, motivated all the time and to be engaging in things. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, people felt depressed or anxious in th- mm-hmm. these feelings. And these are both things that can interfere with productivity and motivation. What do you guys think has been your biggest challenges then? I would say one of my biggest
1: challenges has been keeping the same motivation I had before, like self-isolation for, I would say, for school and the gym. I guess when everything's online and there are no set deadlines, you don't even realize you've gone two weeks with watching Netflix and you just forget school exists at one point. (laughs) Well, (laughs) in the past two weeks or so, I've been, like I've started working out at home and setting a schedule for schoolwork and I try to go on a walk at least three times a week you know just get some fresh air and that's how I'm trying to make everything seem a bit more normal again but I think the biggest challenge would definitely be
0: reminding myself I'm still in school I still have work even though I'm not going to school. Definitely I think this is why I've been really adamant with myself about setting a schedule and trying to keep some type of time frame to my day. It's not easy to do though you still have to be motivated to do that.
2: Yeah I think one of the challenges I've been having is not overthinking because before quarantine one I used to always keep myself busy and I would always be distracted with something like school or going out and so I wouldn't it wouldn't I wouldn't give myself a lot of opportunity to just sit down and overthink and be alone with my thoughts but now that I'm always at home you're always alone with your thoughts and so there's a lot more space to overthink things like at the start I had a challenge with avoiding overthinking for example coronavirus or what's going to happen to my school what's going to happen to my work um, and it's just been I've, that's been a learning curve for me of how to talk to myself just like i would talk to my friends and how i would calm myself down and i usually just try to like talk to myself like i'm talking to a friend in order to calm myself down just avoid that thought process and stop it early on especially.
0: Is that something that you felt like you did naturally in your personality before?
2: Um, I think I did it a little bit before but only for example with school. I used to know when I'm about to start stressing about an exam and I would realize that it's coming and I would stop myself there but I think um, quarantine has helped me develop it a lot more because now I'm stressing about all of these other things and I'm overthinking about um, more than just an exam or a test. And so it's definitely a skill that got better with quarantine.
0: I, I think you do end up feeling a lot more connected to your mind, um, yeah. as, you, as you're describing, because that is, you're spending most of the time, there's not as many human distractions,
1: I guess. And I feel like being in quarantine, I've been. More homesick, just because I don't have those distractions of
0: school and friends and
1: just going out.
0: I'm definitely with you with the overthinking. I guess that's that was part of my normal state. So when you put yourself in a situation that calls for more overthinking, when you're already an overthinker, you just go into hyperdrive. Um, especially things like watching the news. I've actually just banned myself from watching the news because I think it's really easy to just feel more trapped. I think when you're inside, when you think about the situation outside, it disturbed my peace too much to get too absorbed into it. And I think. What one of the things that is important right now is maintaining our health, really rediscovering the importance of taking care of ourselves and maintaining a healthy mind and healthy body as well. So watching the news just stresses you out and it's just not a healthy situation. So I definitely think we have to be disciplined when we, we find out what's working for us and what isn't and what to like curve ourselves away from.
2: But I think it's important to turn off your screens and like you said, avoid the news or even just avoid your phone and just kind of relax in your house, like with yourself and spending time with yourself. Um, in order to get to know yourself. I think picking up a new hobby is a way to make this monotonous lifestyle very a lot more exciting, just to kind of throw off the the same-day feeling of quarantine.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like dating yourself, I guess, getting to know (laughs) yourself and asking yourself questions and figuring out who you are. And I think it's a really powerful thing to do just in general, lockdown aside. Discovering, you know, who you are, what makes you you, what you know what's the reason why you do things and not to get into too far but i guess that's kind of what this episode is partly about that introspection that self-discovery that um that quiet moment that we have now to really look at ourselves and evaluate just check in with yourself Um, i think these are definitely things that we will take beyond this time and use for building ourselves so what skills do you think you can gain from this experience discovered new online workouts that's for free oh yeah i got into those
1: (laughs) yeah that's been great and Also, I've never been really the type of person to go out on a walk by myself to see the sunset. So that's a new discovery I've made. I think one of the things I've gained from this experience is just prioritizing my mental and physical health. And it just,
0: it feels nice. Seeing just a bit of nature also is just something that I found so just nourishing. And you don't realize it until you're deprived of it. Yeah. Like you're this living, feeling, being that... Sorry, this is getting a little bit too like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I like, it. I like it. Existential and
0: strange. I don't know. I find something really human about this whole experience, and just really connecting with what we are.
2: You know, we talk about how to be positive and how to be a, how to look at the positives, but I think it's it's more of a conscious, active action than we give it credit to be. Like, I think you know, when we think of being an optimist, we think it's kind of it's just your mentality and your outlook and your nature. But I think being an optimist is more. It's more like conscious and you have to consciously actually think of the of what to be grateful for. Even if you're not an optimist and you're not usually a positive person, that doesn't mean you can't practice thankfulness. So when I'm starting to overthink, for example, what's going to happen with my degree and how they're pushing everything back and how is this going to affect my credits, I think of bigger picture things. And for example, I'll tell myself that, you know what, at the end of the day, I'm in university, I'm in a postgraduate degree, I'm privileged enough to be here and I'm, I have the physical ability to even do this degree and the mental capacity to do it and that alone is just like crazy and it's it's a big blessing that we don't really realize a lot of the time and it's just looking at just really big picture things.
0: I love that you mention about being positive as a state but it taking work what am I doing in my daily practice or what am I setting myself up for and if I'm not setting myself up for positivity then I can't expect it to just appear just because I want it. I think a lot of days I have to check
1: myself and even like days when I'm just like oh I miss this I miss that I have to remember how privileged we are like you said, that we're in such an amazing school, amazing place, and also bottom line that we're healthy. Fortunately, so far, we're we're doing fine. I think that's one of the things I've got to check with myself, that as much as like I have bad days, I'm also very grateful and I should be grateful that I'm healthy, my family's healthy.
2: I don't like to fall into that mindset of, you know, other people have it worse, so you should be grateful. That's definitely not what we're going for because, you know, struggling and, and having difficulties is not, is never a competition. And it's okay Mm -hmm. to, it's okay to be healthy, but still be depressed or be, or face anxiety. That's totally okay. You know, you should never compare your own struggle to other people's struggle. But you should always just focus on yourself alone and think of yours and think of your own struggles as well as your own blessings. You know, without bringing in other people from other places in the world that might experience a different type of life.
0: I mean, so many people do different types of things that help, you know, some people meditate, some people pray, some people write lists down, some people journal. There's so many different ways to implement that exercise.
1: Um, I believe like for me, at least I like talking to someone and that definitely helps me and listening to music
0: i really love listening to podcasts and i really love listening to different youtube clips and just listening to different speakers as well i just find that really motivating and i also feel like like
2: i discovered the coolest speaker it's kind of weird he's basically this um, he's american and he is a motivational speaker but his story is that he used to be um a member of like the italian mafia in new york he literally was in prison for i think like 10 years or something like that and the man knows
0: lockdown is what you're
2: saying yeah he he actually has a video one of his videos I watched was he spent two years in um what is it called I can't remember the real word for it when you're um, like isolation like solo isolation solitary confinement solitary see I can't remember the word because I'm just like (laughs) (laughs) self-quarantined but he spent two years in um what was it called again (laughs) <laughs> uh, well, he, he spent two years in alone, right, in solo- <laughs> solitary confinement, yes. so he made a video about how what he learned from that experience and how you can apply that to self-quarantine, and it was kind of a funny video because it's, it's really funny to compare being stuck in solitary confinement in a prison to being at home. So he made a really cool video about that. And he said, you know, one one thing that really helped him was reading books, because when you read a book, it kind of you're going into a different world mm-hmm. and you're forgetting where you're sitting right now. It's very much just him talking about like the people interaction side He didn't do anything like really horrible or anything like that. It was just, you know, how he grew up in a high-pressure situation and how he got out of high-pressure situations. And there's also a lot of business side to it, which is really interesting. Mm.
0: Don't give our listeners ideas. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. (laughs) And everyone thinks that after this that they can cope with prison, so they just don't care anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Great. How are you staying motivated
1: during this time? One of the things that I'm really grateful for is that I have a roommate, so it makes it a little bit less of a lonely experience. And we kind of motivate each other during this time, whether it's just for school or for working out, whatever it may be. And if you are somebody who does live alone, definitely having a friend or family member on Skype, and you you guys can just keep each other accountable, share your goals for the week. That's what I've been um, doing as well. We share, we make a list of five goals every Sunday, and then we share it with each other. And we just kind of ask, the next week, that oh, what have you done so far? And I think that it's not that there's a lot of pressure on it, but it's just a nice way to you know keep each
0: other accountable, give each other some motivation. One of the most demotivating things for me is feeling like I'm not productive or like I haven't gotten anything done, and that feeling snowballs into greater to a greater lack of motivation. So, I find to stay motivated, just getting something done, anything done that feels productive picks up the momentum to get other things done so you might not feel like it's a really important task like maybe it's just tidying something or maybe it's just doing you know a small amount of the work that you have the greater part of the work that you need to get done but I find like just having just accomplishing stuff gives me a lot more energy little goals that you achieve I find are super motivating for just keeping that momentum going
2: yeah I really like that is kind of a segue into sitting down and doing work Talk a bit about mental health as well.
0: What about dealing with things like anxiety? Is this something that you guys have felt during your time at home? And how have you been managing it?
1: There have been definitely days where my anxiety got really bad and I didn't leave my room for days. But um, like I previously mentioned, I think once I just changed my schedule up and started working out, it kind of I feel like my anxiety stemmed from the fact that I wasn't really doing anything and I was just I had that feeling where I was stuck at home and there was nowhere to go. Like you guys touched on before, there's just negative spiral, like you're unproductive and then you feel sad about or anxious about it and then you become Come even more unproductive as you keep going the days when my anxiety did get really bad it was nice having someone who's also my roommate who's also gone through anxiety to help me with it go through breathing exercises there's so many apps on the app store as well dedicated to breathing exercises especially when you're going through a panic attack or having an anxiety attack I definitely have had those days where I've had to download those apps for me I can only speak for myself but changing my lifestyle up even a little bit has made a huge difference but it just it depends on days I mean I'm sure we all have days when no matter what you do you just don't feel less. Like
0: it. it's okay to have bad days as we discussed given the situation this is not exactly. something we're used to it's not something we're comfortable with it's not something we're, you know we've trained for or actually my phd days probably did train me up a, a bit <laughs> of self-isolation but other than that like it's just not something the human experience wants we don't want to be alone we don't want to be confined we don't want to not experience nature and community just to let everybody know that perhaps the counseling services that the university provides are still available online if you do feel like you do want to talk to a professional event develop some coping mechanisms i definitely think that's something that
2: people should be aware. I was trying to google foods that cause an increase in dopamine which is the happy hormone and apparently um, the body needs tyrosine to produce dopamine and so if you mm-hmm. eat foods rich in tyrosine um, might help your mental health a little bit and like some of the, the foods that I read were um, almonds which is a really healthy snack, bananas, avocados, eggs.
0: Something I think is also important for people to think about is their social media use at a time like this as well because I think when mm-hmm. we're inside it's easy to be on your phone all day and losing time really easily. I feel like it. that's
1: been a challenge for me to be quite honest I don't know if you guys have experienced this but when you've been on your computer or your phone all day do you guys get eye pain at the end of the night where just that like, is really bad you, should, <laughs> you shouldn't be getting eye pain done to avoid that is sometimes I'll just read I'll distract myself while reading so I can get off of social media and I have had days when I want to just delete social media for a couple of days, like I said for TikTok, because TikTok can get really distracting and makes mm-hmm. you know you're on it for four hours and your day's pretty much done. And it can get really addicting, and you don't even realize you're addicted to it because, especially mm-hmm. in quarantine, when we have nothing to do, it just seems normal to be on your phone all day or your computer.
0: There is something about. Using social media right now as a form of seeing other humans and just connecting and using that as your social interaction as well. So I think there is a there's a benefit to be able to see, you know, what your friends are doing when they're at home, what other people are doing and that shared experience. But then there is also that just rabbit hole of just wasting time and then also just having negative feelings about yourself. Yeah. And
1: I think one of the things about social media is, is sometimes it's made me overwhelmed at least because. Anytime you open your social media, everyone's, you know, working out, making new recipes, learning new instruments. And I think it's okay to realize that even though it's great to learn new things and keep yourself busy, it's totally normal to have days, just relaxing days where you sit in bed and watch Netflix all day and don't do anything. And I think it can be hard sometimes to realize that because everyone on social media, whenever they post, it's usually very productive things. And I think that's Mm -hmm. one of the things I've had to realize that it's okay if one day I don't want to get up and cook and I just want to sit in bed all day. So I think that balance is another thing that social media has kind of made it hard to realize.
2: Yeah, I think one thing that helps a lot with being mindful and not overthinking is um, just, pract- just, being, just accepting things. I find that a lot of the time I'll catch myself overthinking about something that I can't even change. And it's just, it doesn't help anyone. It doesn't benefit yourself. So I think, um, you know, tr- actively trying to accept things is the yeah. first step towards um, feeling better and being more mindful.
0: I think that's really powerful because we can invest a lot of energy in things that we can't change and we can't shift and we can't do anything about and that energy could be used for other things that we can we can do in this time
2: even when it comes to socializing when you're in quarantine you need to make sure you don't overwhelm yourself so you don't have to call all your friends on one day or in a few days you can call one friend on one day and then space it out over like a few days and eventually after about a week you know you'll you'll be able to reach out to that first friend again because you've left some time everyone should just give themselves some credit for a moment that we're we're all adapted I think reasonably well
0: and like there are these struggles and these moments and but I do think for the most part like we're trying and we're improvising we're adapting we're overcoming and and that level of resilience is is really you know a skill that I think is really important to develop in life anyway.
1: We shouldn't be too hard on ourselves and
0: yeah I think we're, we're being really unrealistic with ourselves if we think that we can just switch up things like this so dramatically um, and so quickly and be okay and everything's functioning and everything's at optimal and everything's just so efficient and
2: mm-hmm. I just
0: think that's such an unrealistic expectation to have. I think that's something that we do have to give ourselves just that leeway that you know things are not going to be perfect. We're still finding our feet and still finding a new normal and it's so so okay to just have like these bumps in the roads and these moments where we're just figuring things out. We got to get through it. So we may as well just try to experiment and just see what what works for us, what doesn't and just try to do the best we can
2: yeah definitely it's definitely an opportunity to look at things differently and to reevaluate. you know what have I done in my past that has brought me here and what can I do in my future to take me to where I want to go
0: well there you have it thank you for joining us for today's episode self-iso equals self-discovery we hope you're all staying well thank you for joining us we'll see you in the next episode
2: Subscribe to PeerPod on either iTunes, Spotify or SoundCloud so we can keep in touch and you can keep up to date with the newest episodes. If there is any topic you would like us to tackle, you can write us at peerpod.pla at sydney.edu.au. Remember, you can find your peer learning advisors in their red T-shirts at Thinkspace, The Quarter, Dentistry, Bosch Commons, Camden Commons and Westmead.
0: PeerPod is recorded and produced by the library's peer learning advisors in the Thinkspace one-button recording studio on Gadigal Land.